Hello, and welcome to the Bonehead Podcast. I'm Ben, and today I'm joined by Ian. Hello. Rich has been distracted by real life, and um, Ian has agreed to return to the show uh, for a bit to help us out. So, um, Ian, can you tell us what we're talking about on episode 26? Absolutely. So, uh, we're going to be looking at how to introduce new players into existing leagues, and then sort of uh, where people are coming from in terms of joining a club, maybe, yeah, and different formats and things yeah. that can maybe help that. Uh, we've also got a bit of a preview of the Tombstone tournament. Yep, so our tournament is on the 26th of October and it's some um, specific horror demon chaos teams. So Spooky. thought we'd talk about that. And then we've also got our usual games, hobby and a bit of a rundown on a star player. Yep, which should be really, really good. Fantastic. Thanks, Ian. Right, let's get cracking. So first things first, Blood Bowl news. Okay, so this is where we cover what's occurring in the world of Blood Bowl. Ian, seen any Blood Bowl news recently? Yep, so um, the big one from Games Workshop is obviously the Lizardman team coming out. Absolutely. The, I mean, we've been waiting on it for a while. Yes, yeah. And we obviously love the a good Lizardman pun. We've got the <laughs> guacamole crater gators. <laughs> right, let's, let's bring it up and have a quick look. Uh, I'm assuming everyone out there has seen it because it, literally the moment it went live on the spoilers about uh, a month ago or something... It was on the community absolutely everywhere. And then when it went live on randomly Sunday, normally, <laughs> no, yeah, it was just yeah. randomly Sunday afternoon. I was just driving back from Games Workshop and I never did get your paint, sorry. No, that's no, fine. <coughs> yeah. Dry head bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there were threads on, on um, Facebook and Twitter and our group chat and the big Blood Bowl group chat on WhatsApp as well about it, which is really, really cool. What do you think of the team? Yeah, I think on the whole, pretty good. Um, I've, got, I've got a few gripes. Yeah. But we'll start with the positives. I mean, look at those turn markers. <laughs> <laughs> the turn markers are amazing with the little slant. Yeah, slant totems are absolutely fantastic. The the kind of uh, snake egg uh, balls are pretty cool touch <laughs> as pretty well. Cool. I love the um, the tokens. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the um, Mayan... Sort of aztec -y. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks literally like Spanish invaders have robbed these coins. <laughs> <laughs> it looks perfect. And yeah, having, having seen the pitch... Yes. Which uh, I'm sure we can have a look at in a minute. We'll, we'll bounce back to that yeah. in a moment. Um, Models-wise, I really love the skinks. Uh, see, I'm a bit undecided. Really? Uh, yeah, I find the heads a little bit um, sort of goggly-eyed and a bit big for their bodies. I think the paint job probably doesn't help that a little bit. Um, yeah. The one in the middle, his face looks quite pointy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I, I really like the headdresses, to be fair. They're cool, aren't They're they? They're really cool. The chameleon skinks are they fantastic. Are that That's guy with the, the tongue coming out and grabbing the ball. Even if his hand does literally look like a Lego man hand. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen a real chameleon? <laughs> they actually look like that. I've seen the one with the picture of them holding like axes and swords. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so cool. Very and they are Lego Lego swords as well, which is yeah, great. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Um, the saurus, the saurai. Saurai, yeah, Sorry however eye. you want to say it. Um, yeah. Again, uh, yeah, I do like them. They're good bulky models. Uh, undecided about the grills. Um, I do think they look a bit brace-like. Oh, the, yeah, the mouthpiece things. Yeah. I reckon you'd be able to cut them off really That's easily. That's probably what I'll do. I, I will do the same, I reckon. Unless they're integral, which would be a real pain. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I'm thinking it would be cool to actually um, raid the bits box and maybe on a few of them add some sort of uh, jaw bones from, oh, yeah. from kind of creatures to kind of... So you've still got a bit of a helmety look. 
So the Games Workshop Skull Kit comes with a bunch of stuff like that, I think. It does. It's whether some of them will be big enough because it obviously yeah. comes with a lot of human skulls, animal skulls, which again would be great for kind of adorning the team. Yes. Um, but it does so come great. with some of the bigger skulls, but I'm not sure if they've got jawbones, in fact. Rich used some bigger jawbones um, on his Chaos Dwarf team for his nipper. And he used the uh, jawbone okay. on the goblin. Yeah, yeah. But so then a goblin's jaw and a Taurus's yes. jaw are very different size. Yeah, so. But definitely um, definitely a lot of potential in this <coughs> team, and, and the posing is, is really dynamic. So there's been talk everywhere about the extra positional. Oh, yeah. So the book comes out a week on Saturday, which is the, to the 12th, I think. I don't even know what day tomorrow is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it comes out on the 12th. We're recording on the 14th. Yep. So we will go through um, the Spike magazine, the positionals, the impact, and we're going to drag Lewis, who uh, has done a very good job with Lizards in a league and won our last local club. Um, so we're going to get him on to talk about the impact of the new position and things like that, which will be really cool. So... Clearly, the comedian skinks are likely to be a new positional, but those two skinks with headdresses, I wonder if there's going to be another positional there as well, or whether it is just a design element. I'm going to say it's a design element. Uh, I'm just trying to kind of look at the models, because if you look at the skink bodies... They're the same, aren't they? They're the same bodies. With alternate heads. With different head options. Yeah. So I think that will just be another... Uh, kind of head option. There well, may there may be a couple extras as well. Well, I tell you what, the, the fact they've got alternate heads is fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed that with the Nurgle team. Actually. So the Nurgle's got alternate heads and the um, and the halflings and the Chaos team technically had alternate heads, but they were marginally different for the warriors. Okay, yeah. So it barely counted. <laughs> but uh, all the other teams, no no alternate heads, and I think it's so it's so useful. Um, so I'm really pleased to see that. And you know what, if if that is just armoured skink head position, I think that's cool. Oh, so, and it's going to help you um, identify the players as well as mm. you're playing, you know, in the heat of the game. Because two different heads, two different bodies, you've got four different models. Yeah. Um, and that's all that comes to the box. The fact the box comes with six Saurus is great as well. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the chameleon skinks. Again, same body. But different but heads. Different heads. One with the catching the ball, one yeah. not catching the ball. They look smaller than the skinks. So I've had some great feedback on Twitter. Um, and Facebook, actually, of the ideas of this. Other social medias available? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of people posted on Instagram. It was really good. Uh, nothing in the Discord, but I didn't put it in there. The um, Strength 1. They were like, could be Strength 1. Could, oh, be, have, could be something really titchy. different. Yeah. yeah, well, it does kind of allude to the fact they're a bit sneaky. It says they're sneaky, so we could see something like shadowing or sidestep, but Strength 1 and Titchy would be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. And I think the thing is, that wouldn't break the team. Now, people are worried about this because Lizards, are they're, they're top tier. You know, yep. they're in the top five. Um, and when they get developed, they are really mightier. So they don't really need any boosts. But having that different position, or like the Halfling Hefty, that is not is subpar, but it gives yep. you a different it's option. It's an extra. It's cool. Yeah, It's definitely. really cool. And um, it's great to see the, the Crocs of Gore from 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> yes, you'll need this guy, says <laughs> yeah. the Warhammer community page. <laughs> and he's the same size as the Saurus now. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah. a bit of scale creep going on yeah, there. Yeah, not so great. But, I mean, there's so many good third-party models. There I are. Mean, even the um, the fine cast Oh, yeah, Seraphon, I, I bought that three-pack ages ago. Um, Liz, uh, Lewis took one, Will took one, and yep. I've got one spare. They're still great models. That's it, job Easily done. converted. So, scroll down, and we'll have a look at the pitch. 
So we haven't seen the pitch in its full flat, have we? No. So what's on the community page is a half pitch and then both sides of the dugout. Yes. So the pitch itself, as techie, as heck, isn't it? That's as techie all day long. Yeah. I think I should probably point out to sci-fi fans, look at that chevron. Oh, that's so Stargate. <laughs> that's so Stargate. That's fantastic. Um, the, the, the one side of the pitch matches it, which kind of looks like a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> uh, looks yep. like the menu of a good chicken restaurant. Well, you know, <laughs> quesadillas. Um, the back side, where it's ruined Mayan Temple with vines and stuff, yeah. I think that side of the pitch is going to look awesome. Yeah, it's going to look quite dark. Now, I'm, well, I think I'm going to have to pick this up just because I'm a bit of a completionist these days <laughs> and I've got more disposable income than I probably should have. But you were talking about it for your Amazons. Absolutely. I think this fits the bill perfectly for the Amazons um, as well. I mean, because it's not. Um, Obviously, you've got the kind of big snake symbol, but that but again, be, that's yeah. it's a very kind of Mayan Aztec-y it is it's uh, kind of South American blocky as heck. There's nothing overtly lizardmen other than that kind of cultural, theme, which is really cool. Which I think the Amazons feed into as well. Yeah, so they've got it's going to do them really gold lizard heads. And perfect. Things, One thing I really do like. I really like the dice. I think they're they're just blue with gold inlays. They just look nice. Yeah, and that kind of slam symbol for the six. Yeah, which is cool, but really they look nice. really, um, they look visible. Yeah. You can, they're, they're going to be very readable and they're just cool. And again, when you get the dice, they're nine, ten pounds. It's just a cool bit of bling for your team. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. I uh, like that. So just close that down and have a look and see what else is going on. So the Spike magazine's coming out. Um, the cover's fine. It's cool art. It's not super good art. It's not the same as you'd see on an AOS codex but it is still better than I could buy. I like it, and it's got some um, pretty cool whimsical touches. So if you look at the, <laughs> the top of the title, you've got the the uh, nice frog. The little frog on the top. top. And the yeah. snake lounging, around. So, lounging yeah. lizards. Lounge, yeah, I think this um, is perfect. It really fits Blood Bowl. I love it. I really do like that. Um, the other thing to mention that they've spoiled, that'll be out soon, um, so when this episode comes out, I think the pre-orders will go live exactly the same day, is the coaching kit. So they've got the team card pack for the Lizardmen, which will be the same, but the coaching kit's coming out with rosters, tokens, um, a cheat sheet, the, a small copy of the rule book with all the up-to-date stuff in, and the throwing templates. So yeah, I think this is going to be perfect for people who maybe come to the hobby, Yeah. want to start playing Blood Bowl, don't necessarily want to buy a whole box set with humans and orcs. Because they don't want humans and orcs. But, I mean, I think back to James, he yeah. came to the hobby, he literally just wanted to play with his dwarves. And then bought, yeah. I mean, that's where it started yeah. for him. But for him to pick <laughs> up a, a box, a team box, and this set, yeah, is is the perfect introduction. I think most of the guys at our club ended up buying the starter set, but none of them really play with humans or orcs. No, and I mean, even now, people have um, people have fallen into the trap and got all the extra pitches and. Oh yeah, but yeah. but that's it. And now you you can get there, and the rules have not been available outside of that box set. Fortunately, thanks to the great work the NAF did, the CRP is exactly the same, Perfect. apart from a couple of minor things, where you can still just log on and get it. And obviously, Russia is superb at providing <laughs> us with, with PDF copies of things as well. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've got the, the little book and the little throwing templates and stuff. You pick that up. I reckon that'll be about, I reckon that'll be £25, though. Yeah. It's anyone's guess, really. But what, you know, you pick up the team, you pick up the spike, you pick up the dice, you pick up the pitch, you pick up this as well. Yeah. 
sheets. I mean, I love those roster sheets. They're cool, aren't they? They're really cool. I, I think they may have come in the base set, but no one's ever used them. I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't remember seeing them, to be fair. Well, Lewis has got our base set, hasn't he? So yeah, that's that's probably why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, ever have I used He's it. got loads of teams written out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on our sheet. So I think that about wraps it up for Games Workshop Blood Bowl news. But you wanted to mention something else that they'd spoiled. Oh, yeah, well... For those who kind of follow um, Games Workshop at large and yeah. other other kind of games as well, one of their other kind of side games uh, is called uh, War uh, Warhammer Underworld. Oh, Underworld! Yes, yeah. yes. Well, and Warcry. Uh, <coughs> I thought you were going to go Warcry, but we'll oh. go with Underworlds first. So Warhammer Underworlds, um, which is a kind of a small warband scale board game yeah. slash tabletop game, hex-based miniature war yeah. game. Is yeah, in um, the same vein as Blood Bowl. But, you know, they release uh, every so often, they get a new season and then bring out uh, several new war bands for it. They call them war bands, but our, our group genuinely ends up calling them teams. I think, yes, isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's teams and players. About 20 pounds, yeah. and there's about nine guys in there. Yeah. yeah, varies depending on. I mean, some of them are as small as three. Yeah. Some of them go up to, um, yeah, sort of seven or eight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the big one that I saw is quite a few have been spoiled through various card artwork. Oh, is that the there's one. a Nurgle set coming Which? by the looks of it. Yeah, we haven't seen the models yet, have we? We haven't seen the models, but judging from the artwork, um, I think there's going to be some potential for star players on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And talking of um, of Underworlds, the ghouls. Yes, yeah, yeah, I saw you. Uh, <laughs> ben, ben made a meme. I did, I did. There's one ghoul that's pointing and he's got an axe in his right hand and I edited the axe out and put a little American football. Uh, edited's a bit strong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally in paint on the iPhone just coloured it in and put an emoticon yeah. of the ball, the, the emoji, and um, which I think played out really well. And it looks brilliant as a thrower and you pointed out that the other guy with loads of bones on yeah, looked yeah. like he would make a great uh, star play as well and the really funny thing is these underworld kits are like they are about 18 pounds either from games workshop or from uh, retailers yeah, they, they do sell third party as well and one star player from forge world is 20 pounds yeah so actually you pick up this box you've got two cool star players whether they're actually represented in the game or whether you just put them into your team and develop them that way but it makes your team look better yeah and you know you get some toys to play with yeah, I mean, and a big shout out to one kit, which I think I mentioned on the Goblin episode. Oh, absolutely. Zarbag Skits, is which awesome. is the, the Night Goblin. Best fanatic around. Exactly. Best fanatic it's around. It's a perfect fanatic for your team. You get a wizard, so you've got a head coach yeah. or, or wizard if you want them. And um, just some other players to have a bit of fun with, whether you want to kind of put them in the crowd, put them as markers. And you get squigs that you can use in a squig team. Absolutely. Whether it's Stunty League or Fumble um, Secret Team, which is quite cool. So... The only other Games Workshop thing I can think of is that big Yeti. Oh yes, so uh, Warcry is their skirmish game. Kind of, if you're familiar with Kill Team for 40k, they've showed this massive Yeti. Um, it's called a Fomeroid. Fomeroid, what an it? Yeah, put some cream on that. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like. Yeah. Um, so if you've got bad Fomeroids, what it does really mean? There he is. There he is. Interesting Chaos Sky Sport, but this guy, yeah, the Fomeroid. Looks absolutely like a, a Yeti player. Yeah. Now, you did some work figuring out what size he was, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, just as a kind of rough, because it's always hard to tell from an, an isolated picture. Absolutely. How big a model is. But judging by the size of the skulls uh, and the kind of 
looks like the width of the base. Yeah. We decided in our group it was probably on a 60 mil. Yep. So what I did was just had a rough match up with some other models I knew as a bit of a reference point. So one of them was the um, the Meganob? The yeah, the Megaboss. Aura, yeah, Megaboss, yeah. Megaboss. Who yeah. I know you've used as a troll before. I've used as a troll and he is a big model. Yeah. He fits on a forty, just about, uh forty mil base, which means he can play in Blood Bowl. He is a he is a tall and wide model, which takes up a lot of space. And this guy's bigger. Uh, yeah, I think he's you know, potentially even like an inch taller. Yeah, and a bit broader. Now that said, there's plenty of room on that base, so I reckon you can fit this. <laughs> I'm going to be fitting this guy. You fit a player under his arm? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, he will definitely fit on a 14 uh, Actually, base. I mean, you, you, he is going to be plastic, I'm assuming. Yeah. So a bit of a repose would probably um, yeah, allow him to fit in a bit. Um, I don't even know what team I'd use him in, but it's going to happen. <laughs> it is a great model. It's, it's a really cool fun. model. It's a cool model. Let us know what you think of these New Games Workshop spoilers um, for models that aren't Blood Bowl models, because I think... I think a lot of people are quite interested in it as well, and that that brings out that other aspect of Blood Bowl, which is just so exciting. Oh, yeah. You've got a small team. So every you every model is a Blood Bowl oh. model if you think hard enough. Well, that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm well on board with that. Um, and if you are a Blood Bowl Sevens player like me, every one of these models just makes you want to get six other guys and just have a cool <laughs> themed team. Definitely. Um, which is really cool. That I think wraps it up for Games Workshop spoilers. Yep. Uh, would you bring up the news page and see what else we had to talk about? Absolutely. So we have got some dwarves coming soon from Fanath. Oh, the Fanath dwarf team. So you've probably already seen this on Blood Bowl Community and, and other things, but this is the classic Star Dwarfs, and they are classic Star Dwarfs. They look like the dwarf. They look like the Dungeon Bowl team yeah, from Second Edition. They really are cool. It's the heads, the both the size of the heads and the helmets, and oh. the Death Roller. Oh, it's brilliant. I think this is probably the one kind of iteration of the dwarf team that mm. I've seen that has actually genuinely made me, you know, put my morals aside and think I could play dwarf. Well that's it. It's because it <laughs> looks so classic and they look football y but they still have one's got a pipe, you know, we've got the wings for yeah. the for the blitzers. Got a kicker. The kicker doing the classic couple kick of kickers bows. in fact. The dwarf troll slayers look great. One's got an eye patch. It's just so classic. <laughs> um and that dwarf roller looks very similar to the original. But because it is FANAF, and they did a superb job on the not Game of Thrones stuff, we know that these will be a decent size, so they'll match hopefully with the new 32mm scale 2016 models. But it just gives you a brilliant alternative to the Games Workshop team. The Games Workshop team is great. Mm. You painted at least one. Uh, yeah, so I painted <clears throat> James's. And, and one thing I was going to comment on when we're talking about kind of build quality yeah. was the Death Roller. Yeah. Um, oh, because the death, the death roller I remember from Forge World was a bit of a um, pain in the proverbial. Not as bad as Deep Root, I think, which is in about forty pieces. Oh yes, but but it's definitely up there. But with this Faneth team, they've shown the the cuts, yeah, uh, sort of production cuts, and it looks like it's going to be really nice and easy to subassemble. Thirty seconds. Yeah, this um, in three pieces. But I mean, just being able to paint the crew separately, being able to even kind of take the wheels off and stick yeah. them on after so you can get in on that seat. That's a proper old school games workshop design, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's lovely. Really I think good. it's fantastic. And that goes live on Monday the 7th of October. So when this episode comes out, you've only got a couple of days. So you would have spent your money on the uh, Blood Bowl pre-releases. <laughs> the good thing about Kickstarter is it will probably run for a month. So you might just be in time for next month's payday. <laughs> uh, but I'm going straight away. 
Would you just pop up the picture of the actual models there? Look at that. Look yeah, at that. That, look, that looks absolutely great. Really cool. Um, do we do we know what material they're going to be? Fanaf do metal stuff. Yep. Which I think some people aren't overly pleased with because they prefer resin and plastic. But I'm, you know what? Back in my day, <laughs> everything was made of stuff you weren't allowed to eat. And <laughs> we, Door, doors don't often go down anyway, well, so it's all about choosing. Exactly. And you know what? We never ate the models. <laughs> uh, we, we ate the paint. Yes, yeah. Licked, licked uh, many uh, a brush in I time. can still taste um, the yellow foundation paint <laughs> to this day. It's yeah, incredible. That was a dark time. No, these are cool models. They're cool models. Yeah, you could, I'm really looking forward to that. So let's have a look at what else. So the Hungry Troll Squig Team, which we don't really have any pictures to show. I'm going to hopefully find one to slap on the YouTube version of this podcast. Um, it's the Hungry Troll Ixodoys Squig Team. 11th of November that comes out. So hopefully we'll have more information ready for the next episode or the episode after that but so we can get some good details. I'm looking forward to seeing those. I haven't seen them myself yet. It looks like it can be used as a standard team, but it, there's a lot of squigs and there's a lot of different sized squigs. So it looks like one of those uh, toolkit teams where you can go, oh, these are my Norse guys and these guys are this, this is this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've seen those Kickstarters quite a lot and they tend to do really well. Mm. Um, it is cool. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I mean, more squigs is <laughs> more better. So uh... <laughs> I do think you'll like that. <laughs> Um, so, other news. We had the Chaos Factory uh, previews come through. I know you got a chance to have a quick look at that before we yes, recorded tonight. Yeah, I, I uh, had a great little rummage through that box. Oh, and box extremely treats. jealous, I think. Uh, um, ben is living the dream. Well, I'm putting them aside. <laughs> I'm very good. They're going to go towards prizes for tournaments um, and competitions yeah. through the page. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely going to be winning those competitions uh, through yes. the page. <laughs> but Best Ben. Oh! <laughs> Hey, we've got like four in our group, in our club. So that's <laughs> that's true. Be it's probably one of the hardest awards to win, yeah, actually. Yeah. And um, but the quality of them is really superb. So if you haven't had a chance, and if you're interested in blood bowl gubbins, have a look at our YouTube page, and you'll see me getting to have a rummage through um, <laughs> some of the Chaos Factory stuff. That's really really cool. Probably my most exciting bit of news is finally um, we pulled the trigger, and Jack from Maelstrom Gaming Mats, who built and designed my sevens pitch. Yeah. So the sevens pitch that we gave away as a prize at Sewer Bowl, I use it for YouTube and do all the yeah, filming. Yeah. Um, he tweaked the design, made it a little bit better, and has basically sent um, 10 copies to me here in the UK. So those will go on sale in our shop uh, when I get back from holiday next week, so the end of next week. And um, I'm really pleased with the design. You've had a quick look, what do you Yeah, reckon? I think there's some really nice, just kind of what I would call quality of life changes. Oh yeah. So. We played on the other mat, the original mat, the other day when yeah. we were filming some more sevens. Um, but yeah, just some little nice touches. So some of the orientations have been changed mm. just to kind of make it that bit more user friendly. So whichever way you're looking at the pitch, the numbers kind of you can read them, and it's all yeah. it's a tiny change. It doesn't matter too much, but it does help. It it really helps. Yeah, and I mean, and one of the big things is uh, just having those kickoff results, but not only what they're called, and then having to think, oh. I've got to look oh, up in the rule book. Let me look at the rule book. It's got them printed on. He's done a great little job of just putting the description yeah, there. So you can be like, charge, you guys move <laughs> forward. So useful. It's not a, okay, is that the one that's a bit like a blitz or <laughs> yeah. is that the one? <laughs> yeah. And he's updated it with the new throwing template as well. Because um, 7 started with the full template, then changed for one edition to have a short template 
It's been rechanged to the full template, and you know what? It's much more fun with the full yeah. template. So that's on there as well. Um, he's going to be selling them in America. So for you guys out there, the other side of the pond, um, you'll be able to get him from him for his normal price. And when, uh, well, basically, I'm waiting on the bags yeah. to, to send them out. So when the bags get here, they'll go live. We'll be doing the same price as Maelstrom um, because it's a really fair price, and I want to support. Jack there by selling his product here and yeah, I, I mean uh, lovely quality. Yeah, really uh, nice. Kind of edges to them as well. I'm a real fan, and uh, one of our guys in the gaming group's already pre-ordered. Actually, two have. Oh, I better get in there quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, two have, which is awesome. Um, cool. I think that wraps it up for miniatures and gubbins. Just a couple of things to notice uh, to to, pay, to to note as well. You mentioned at the beginning, Tombstone tournament, our horror themed. Tournament yes. is coming up. Ooh. Yeah, um, three weeks Saturday, I think. Oh yeah, it's coming up. No, it's cool. Um, I haven't quite decided which team I'm going to take yet. <laughs> you can't make it, can you? Oh, I just seem to have this annoying curse at the moment where something happens to fall on every one of your tournaments. So, ah. so this uh, year, or uh, sorry, for this tournament, I'm I'm going to be up the road, but on holiday with the family. Yeah, and I. I don't quite feel I've got enough brownie <laughs> points to come away from holiday it's to play like, Blood Bowl. It's not like Helen's seven months pregnant or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had AOS events the last two yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. That had um, kind of been pre-booked. It's just yeah, unfortunately. That's right. But you were going to take Nurgle. I was. I've got the models and, oh, and everything. Okay. And I've started building up a um, Demons of Nurgle team. Oh, that's, that, that's cool. But I will play them kind of in our secret league well, at some point. What we're planning on doing is... Um, when, uh, when we finish filming seven super series, uh, Blood Bowl 7's series on YouTube, which Ian helped uh, an episode or two Great last fun. week. It was really, <laughs> really good, good. good games. Uh, we're going to be doing Secret 7 super Ooh. series. So it'll be Secret Teams and Fumble Teams. <laughs> I know. <laughs> S4. We've gone from S3 to S4. That would be 4S, wouldn't it? 4S, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, technically, yeah. 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 <laughs> S4 is a NATO thing. Yeah. Um, so, actually, if you've got those guys on the build, yes, yeah, yeah, let's uh, get them in. We can get them in, yeah, and it would be really good fun. Um, and just see how they do in sevens. So, we've got that tournament coming up. We'd love to mention uh, North Wales Carnage Cup. So, last episode, we had Rob on, he was talking about it. It's a two day event, 23rd and 24th of November in Wrexham, Wales. And it's the second one. The first one was a great success, and uh, we really love to support Rob. Um, he does a lot for the Blood Bowl community. He's a good mm. guy and should be a really good event. They've brewed special beer for it. Oh, wow. I know, which is really cool. And another one to mention is on Saturday the 30th of November in Birmingham at Geek Retreat uh, is Birmingham Bowl 4. So mm. you went last year, didn't you? Yeah, it's a really fantastic tournament, really nicely run, great venue. Uh, cool rules set as well. Yeah, yeah. So if I remember correctly, you... As you leveled up your players over the games, so you would after, get... Yeah, after each game. One would get an extra strength. Yeah. Uh, you could get Frenzy. And so, then eventually in the last game, one of them had Wild Animal. Oh, yeah, that was that was really quite interesting. <laughs> uh, good rule set. I think it's quite similar this year, um, but can't recommend it enough. And the guy who runs it, Sean, uh, also runs Marnaball Stunty Cup and does a great job running both. Last year, they had about 30 people at Birmingham, and um, it was really good fun. Uh, so, yeah, if you're near Birmingham and you're free that Saturday, I can't remember why I'm not. <laughs> but, but but get yourself to it because um, it'll be a really good event and get your ticket booked now because I think they're going quite quickly and um, talking of tickets and things the tickets for Beachhead um, are which I'm really excited about yeah, are yeah. 32 man tournament at the uh, at the Bournemouth International Centre that's so cool as part of the Beachhead 2020 games convention um, they'll be going live soon from their their website um, it's quite a straightforward build rules but 
It's all set in Albion, which was mm, a, an yes. old Warhammer setting. <laughs> yeah, so I remember it well. Yeah. Oh, it was such a good. It was the first so, online campaign. The land of campaign. mist and shadows, yeah. lots of rain. Totally England. A complete tongue-in-cheek oh. version of the British Isles. England definitely. all day long. It's lovely. The idea is that there's two <laughs> factions on England, and for some reason there's a political disagreement, and no one can decide what to do. Yeah, so completely fantastical. Completely un <laughs> uninspired by the real world. They're bringing in Blood Bowl teams to compete, and whichever side's team gets it, gets it. So cool rules that I really like it, and you get to use Fen Beasts. Which are swamp trolls essentially yeah, made fantastic. of the earth. So quite cool. <laughs> Have a look at that. That's on our website, and um, we'll put out everywhere when tickets go live. But yeah, that wraps it up for news, and um, we'll move on to hobby. Okay, so hobby. Uh, this is where we talk about games we've played, things we've built, things we've bought. Um, so Ian, we'll start off with you. Been playing any games? Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, so I've had a, a couple of games recently with my rather ill-fated Nurgle team. Oh, the Nurgle team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so actually both against Rich, uh, against different teams. But uh, over the course of those games, he's managed to kill my uh, Beast of Nurgle, or Rock Spawners. Awful, awful news. Yeah, uh, has decreased my team value by quite a lot now, so <laughs> okay. bring on the inducements. Okay, all the inducements. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and obviously rotters are just so easy to beat around. And or with decay, they, <laughs> they just fall apart. But they're, what, they're 40k? Yeah, they're really cheap. Um, which should benefit. And if you kill a guy, you get a chance of getting another one, do you? Is it a chance or just automatic? It's not even a chance, it's just automatic. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. You just get another one. Yes. Which is quite fun. At the end of the game. So yeah. you, can't, you can't actually use them. They're not as good as zombies, which you get immediately. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, it. But still, I think it's really thematic. Oh, and actually... Uh, I've grown quite attached to the ones with uh, little injuries, <laughs> <laughs> but they're all good fun. Um, so yeah, but I mean, the, the upside is that my my bloaters are slowly leveling up, and they're the ones that I kind of really want to get to that. They're such a slow build team, Nurgle. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, because they're tier two normally or tier three in the World Cup, they do get a ton of skills, mm. which means you get that hop, skip, and jump. And as soon as all your bloaters or Nurgle warriors have block. It's a very different game. <laughs> See, I've, I've <laughs> I'm you, playing a bit more casual. I'm going for funsies for this team. You've gone for the glory and the SPP farm. Yeah, so I'm not going for uh, for block straight away because yeah. I thought anyone can give them block. Yeah. So I'm going for things like Mighty Blow. Uh, well, it, you know what? There's an age-old argument of Mighty Blow versus block for those, whether it's Chaos Warriors, Black Orcs, Nurgle Warriors, Saurus. Yeah. Because Lewis said... Well, he ran his Lizardman team and he gave him all block and he, he was like, you know what, let's let's do this properly. And he was like, I kind of regret not going for Mighty Blow because you just level <laughs> it up is quicker. Fun, it is fun. Um, but it is less consistent. It's that risk. Oh, I should also say, yeah, one one good outcome was that uh, one of my Pestigors is now um, Agility 4. So That's huge. Just having a really good ball oh, handler on the that team. That is good. Is, is that his first skill? Uh, yes, that yeah, that was his first, yeah. So he's going to get a couple of touchdowns. He'll be leveling up again. You can start building whatever you want. Yeah, that's great. Because Edge Four Blitzer with, with horns, Edge Four Strength Four Blitzer. He's a he's a he's a vampire yeah. that won't kill the rest of your team. Having played uh, one of our sevens games recently, <laughs> I've actually really come to appreciate wrestle. It's so great, isn't it? I think at some point, not on the ball handler, but on yeah. another player, I'm going to try and get wrestle. Well, you ran Beastman with. One of them having wrestle, yes. and that strength for wrestle yes, was, really, was good. really good. Great for harrying the ball carrier. Uh, yeah, so good. Yeah, and no, I like that a lot. Uh, Blood Bowl games wise, you've mentioned Seven Super Series, and that is all the Blood Bowl I've been playing recently. And you know what? <laughs> well, it's been so great. Such a kind of rich experience, <laughs> isn't it? It's so fun. So I think I've managed to jam in like 
four or six games um, doing the recording since I last recorded the podcast. And um, they've all been so much fun. And I cannot recommend Sevens enough. And if you, if you, if you want to have a look, check out our videos on YouTube or just go to a, the, our website, bonehitpodcast.com, and there's a big click link there that says Seven Super Series. Um, but the thing I've been really enjoying about it is the skilling up. Mm. So we've set it up so that every team gets one skill at the end of the game, and the type of skill is based on their tier. So it's only a marginal difference. But seeing those teams grow from game to game and get that skill and having each pilot each each person playing the team get to choose one. It's been really fun. <laughs> so uh, that's one thing I really loved, and you get to see those teams. But all of those games have been fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really like that. <laughs> really, really like that. Yeah, that's good. Um, so on the painting front, um, the Nurgle team is a kind of work in progress. So oh, it I'm looks recently... so good. Oh, thanks. No, I've, I've really enjoyed them, actually. So for those of you out there who don't know, Ian, or Warhanum. <laughs> As we're rebranding him. Yes, yeah. Um, I've got a nickname now. Yeah, he's got a nickname. <laughs> That's not <a> derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> a big E. We've got plenty of those. <laughs> yeah. But he's an incredible painter. In fact, a multiple award winning painter. Uh-huh. Um, and we've mentioned that on the show loads of times. But this Nurgle team you've been painting is looking absolutely stunning. So much so that I've now bought a Nurgle team. I'm not going to be able to paint it as well as yours, but I just want to have a crack because they're so much fun. Well, um, they've—I can tell you—they've got lots of cracks. Yeah, if you just turn the model around. <laughs> no, they're pretty disgusting. They're really good. So you're coming along with those guys, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. So I had a big, big hobby session the other day where I literally just laid down all of the kind of skin tones on the rest of the team. Um, so now it's hopefully just gonna be a case of picking a few positionals and doing those at a time. The green is really, really well done as well. What green did you use? Um, can you remember? So that? yeah, yeah, yeah. So. If you haven't got it, the Warhammer Citadel painting app. Oh wow! It's actually really good. Oh, I didn't realise it, it was just from the app. Yeah, yeah, it just really oh, helps I've you. Been telling everyone you've invented this. Oh no, no, color no. green <laughs> thing. No, 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 no. Um, they've got loads of kind of swatches. You can you can choose to paint by colour, or you can look at specific miniature examples. So this one was just called um, Emerald Green, I think it was, um, and it just kind of lays out. The colours that, oh, that you would use. It's a very bold green that goes really well with the grime of the rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and, and the colour itself grimes up really well. And I think that's the thing for me. But the challenge is going to be for me to not paint them green, even though I want to paint them oh, green. But it's such a classic Nurgle. But it's Nurgle. But and the, you and you love green. I do love green. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> the cool thing is, if I get the box, I, I'm tempted. There might be a way of getting another box and then having two sevens teams, two Nurgle sevens teams. Yeah. Because you get two warriors. And actually, if you run one with the beast and one without the beast, you get that. And what you could do with your sevens, yeah, is use one pestigore. Yes. And then put the other pestigore so that you've got three in your main team. Yeah, which is which quite is, cool. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Um, Painting-wise, I've been working on my halflings because I was intending on running them at Tombstone because Tombstone tournaments got the got some additional um, secret and stunty mm. league teams in. So I was looking at Chaos halflings. So, yeah, I was going to say, what makes halflings scary then? Um, well, <laughs> the Chaos halflings, they trick or treaters. <laughs> they don't have they have, well, they don't have treemen. They have Chaos spawn. Okay, that would, that would which is it. cool. Now I was intending <laughs> on just using my iron golems anyway because they're cool. Mm. Um, but they also have two guys. They're called carvers I think with chainsaws oh yeah okay because stunty so I'm, I'm kind of picturing Chucky yeah, well yeah <laughs> and uh, and a guy called a, a head carver who is, is just a halfling without stunty so he's not quite so interesting they've got a cool star player which we're going to talk about at the end yes yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he looks really fun yeah but I, I like the idea of this team but I've, I've now been sucked into building a blood dragons team 
all yeah. von Karstein. I haven't chosen, but I've built three vampires out of some Stormcast yeah. with vampire heads. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, and they are big and chunky. Um, so I'm working on two teams. Haven't decided which one I'm going to take, and the tournament's in three weeks. Um, but that's as I said to somebody else. That's standard Ben. Oh, I was going to say that's that's five. That's twenty-one Fridays. Yeah. That's twenty-one Friday <laughs> nights. Should be easy. Yeah. I managed to paint four sevens teams in a day. I, Absolutely, I can, I yeah. Can, can, and they look great. I mean, just look at them on camera. They really yeah. stand out. The cool. the quality of the camera helps me with uh, <laughs> <coughs> the shaky. You know, I've painted really well for a D Day landing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it does it. Um, buying anything on the list? Um, well, obviously the lizard's coming up. Oh yeah, of course. So the pitch is definitely on on the list to go with the Amazons. Um, I'm sure I will pick up the team at some point as yeah. well. The, because you get the six Sauruses, it is a twenty pound team. Yes. Um, even with the price hike, you know, you get it. I think it, I think they're still about twenty pounds through Goblin Gaming or in yeah, it's, or something. it's not much. No, so a team for that amount is a cool project. I mean, that's kind of how it started with Nurgle, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I was, I like the look at them. Didn't yeah. know really much about them playing wise. Still don't. Disturbing <laughs> presence is cool. Yeah, disturbing presence cool. is really cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to be on the plane when the pre-orders go live. I think so. I'm hoping that someone in the group can just chuck chuck my order <laughs> on with them. Sure, they will. Um, yeah, that's cool. That and the Fanaf team is going to be my hobby budget and a little bit more, I think. But they're just worth it. <laughs> they're yeah. just really worth yeah. it. Lovely. I think that wraps up um, everything hobby wise for me. Cool. On to our first topic. Okay, so for our first topic, we are talking about new players in old leagues. Mm. So as Ian mentioned at the beginning of the episode, how do you bring new guys into your league that you've been running a while? Whether it's just new players or new players to the game or just new players to the local scene. Um, and we're at a point in our local league where it's, it's, it's really terrible. We keep getting new people joining <laughs> and want to play Blood Bowl. Such a burden. Um, and it is about two, three, four a season now. Yeah, we've, we've done really um, well with kind of uptake, actually. It, it's, it's so fantastic. good. It's so good. More Blood Bowl is more better. Absolutely. And more Squigs is more better as well. I know you've got that in <laughs> None earlier. of them have joined, unfortunately. Maybe I, next it would be Carnage. Um, <laughs> blood Animal everywhere. Or Bloodthirsty. No, both, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at a point in our local club where we've got new players and we're just wrapping up our minor league. So we run two leagues, technically three, but two main ones, which is our major league which is for teams of any team value and any season length and a minor league which is up to six games and it's teams that start with tv one million now it can be an old team that's got rid of everyone and started so, so yeah my team with the dead uh, well your, beast of Nurgle, your carnage probably gonna be back team. in the minors yeah <laughs> we can you can redraft that but you can keep um your skilled up players yeah. as long as you're tv one million the idea and and so we've got new people coming in and we're escalating that. But the idea of the new league is that it takes away that inducement element. Yes. Because inducements are tricky. I mean, we've, we've talked about them multiple times on the podcast and what to take and what not to take. But introducing a player to Blood Bowl is fine. You've got my players, I've got your players. Cool. I know what I'm doing. Let's play a game. Mm. But if they're then down, players with skills and things, it's another element of right. So I've got my players. You've got your players who are better than that, better than mine, all right, fine. But now I've got to quickly choose stuff from a list and I don't know what I'm choosing and there's star <laughs> players and I don't have models to represent yeah, the star yeah. players. <clears throat> and it makes it tricky. And actually, a minor league for six games, 
your TVs stay within 50, and it kind of introduces players to, oh, you've got 50k, you can get a keg. Or you've had a terrible time, you've got 150k, let me show you how wizards work. Yes. <laughs> or chainsaw guys. And yeah, uh, we saw a wizard at the club the other day, actually, didn't we? I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if Milton actually used Got fireballed. Oh, no, I'm on about um, Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam and Will. Who were both new players, kind of, yep. to the league. Actually, Will's nearly finished his first season, which is really cool. Yeah. He's a veteran now. And I think one of the kind <laughs> of, one of the big draws of doing that kind of minor league system is that what it allows you to do is play some games with basic kind of starter teams yeah. where you're not having to worry about what, what skills he got, what skills he got, yeah. what skills he has he got guard, has he got tentacles, has he got this, has he got that. As well as that, it offers a bit of opportunity and introduction to the, the whole thing of SPPs, which for me is the real heart of the game, developing your team. Getting new skills and building your players yeah. is the, the best part of it. I completely agree. As much as you can play uh, you know, a few out-of-the-box games, for me, that's not satisfactory because you finish your game and you're thinking, well, okay, what next? What have we achieved? What about this character that's kind of really shown themselves? He's done some stuff. You, you're exactly right. I want right. to develop. And we spoke about that last time on the podcast about why we love it, but that identity, whether yeah. it's building a franchise or building a star, is the investment. And there are games out there. So Privateer Press, they do some lovely models. Tiny legs, lovely models. <laughs> Big heads, goblins. But the yeah. issue they have with um, with War Machine and Hordes is that their main, your main boss is only bespoke all of the time. You don't get to level them up, you don't get to yeah. customise them. And actually, Sigmar is kind of similar in that regard. Yeah. You can chuck a couple of interesting things on, but when it comes to Blood Bowl, you've got the basic and then you just build on them and they get injuries and they get skills. Yeah, yeah. And they become yours. Yeah, that player builds a legacy. Yeah. It's great. Or dies. Lewis's <laughs> Chaos team, he's got uh, he's got an Edge 4 Chaos Warrior with Dodge. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the Mega Train. This is cool. And your strength, your Edge 4 Strength 4 Blitzer of, of my um, beast band yep. now. Yeah, Pestigor, yeah. I, I know that he's going to build that legacy like Buzz Justice on, <laughs> on my Skaven team, who's a human blitzer on a Skaven team, but he's got Mighty Blow, Block, yeah. Frenzy, and it's just like, oh God, it's him. <laughs> um, but you, you do build that up, and actually six games is a great window for doing that because you end up with probably six guys with skills, yeah. maybe one with two of them, and you get introduced to the development, you get invested in the team, and if it goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. And the other thing I really love about it is that it means the guys who already have big teams can build another team. Yeah, which is exactly what I've done with my Exactly what you've done. Uh, fancied starting a new team, new project. So actually, yeah, straight back into the um, the minor league with them. But also, uh, at the same time, you can run some of your developed teams as well. In but the it, major league, it gives yeah. you a bit more flavour, doesn't it? A bit more interest. But it, it allows our veteran players to play games with new players and nobody is at a disadvantage. So the new player isn't at a disadvantage from a game. From a mechanics point from of view. From a mechanics yeah, point yeah. of view. And the veteran player still gets the benefit of playing a game. Mm -hmm. So I don't play a lot of games in our league because I spend my time <laughs> running ben, through. Ben is very good. He's running around. He's I just, introducing I just want to have a great community and we're building one, which is, yeah. which is awesome. But, and I don't mind that because that's, that's the thing I enjoy. But I don't get to develop my teams because I'm playing intro games with, with other guys. But actually, if you're running a new team, like a, you know, in the baby league, and you get to play a new player, mm. you still get to build up a second team, which is exactly yeah, what you've had. Definitely, yeah. 
and now good. you get a choice of actually I can scrap it and start again yeah. completely or I can keep a couple of players and start again and or I can just go for it into the big leagues without losing your main team and you can still play those games so that's that's what we're talking about um, and we've briefly mentioned one of our bullet points which is TV difference and inducements we're just going to explore that a little bit more so when we're introducing new players what, what do you think is the the benefit and negative of having that minor league when it comes to TV difference and inducements? Um, so obviously you're kind of stripping back the options, you're stripping back kind of what you can do. Um, so in terms of that kind of inducements as a mechanic, yeah. you're, you're not really seeing that to start with. Probably gets to about game three, yeah. unless you take an injury, then it's or you game. get a few lucky level yeah. ups, or yeah. or you're starting. You know, if I was playing my goblin team, I would. It's <laughs> part of their kind of inbuilt identity that you want to go a little bit below, so you can get bribes, for example. But at that point, it, like you said, because it's part of that team's identity, it's a part of the rules you need to learn. Exactly. Yeah. And that introduces it in a place where it's not complete carnage, because let's face it running any 1 million team against a 1500 orc team or a dwarf team or my skaven team it, it just isn't fun mm. it's just not fun for the new player because right. they're like he does that and that and that I didn't realise and now I've lost or worse I've now played my first game and I'm going into my second game with three people dead and actually I think one thing as well say about inducements is obviously it's very league dependent and it depends which rules your league is allowing for inducements. Yeah. But as a new player coming in, there isn't an obvious place where let's say your your league is happy to use the kind of CRP players, yeah. happy to use all the spike magazine players and inducements, uh, as well as the kind of BB yeah. uh, 2016. The, the 16 stuff. Uh, it's a minefield. It's, it is. I mean, I don't know all the star players that you could possibly take. So what I done to support our league is we've got a menu yeah that's great um, and I'll, I'll show, Genuinely I'll show a picture on the screen fantastic. on YouTube yeah. now <laughs> the menu of all the all the inducements that I update every time a spike comes out <laughs> yeah. uh, it is they are literally a menu cards yes that yeah, I that's great definitely didn't acquire from work <laughs> um, but they work really well but also on our spreadsheet for our league for each individual team there's two star player boxes and in that all the star players that are eligible from the CRP which is the NAF rules gear and from the new Blue 16 stuff. But that's only useful when you're kind of at home having a browse. Yes. If you're in the moment on the game, you, you, you know, yeah. I need to put together a folder with all this stuff in, I think. But I th yeah, I think the, the but thing you're is still going to have no time. Yeah. Because at home I'm playing. I've rocked up. Yeah, cool. What's your that's TV? It. 1500 okay I'm a million um, <laughs> how much is morgue? <laughs> you know? but you, you learn that don't you yeah. um, and I, I think we've done a bit in the past on beginners inducements and what to take and what not to take and as tempting as the the halfling master chef is it doesn't equalize 30 it doesn't equalize 300 tv no when their whole team's got blocked tackle not a chance <laughs> does it it helps a bit and it can swing it but it, it doesn't equalize that amount i mean halflings are one of the, the few teams that can pull off yeah. the shenanigans to to overcome that but for a lot of kind of more standard teams there are times when you're just so outclassed and even having Morgue on your team isn't going to... No. Because it's one player and if they've got yeah. block, Mighty Blow and Claw... The rest of you guys are just going to get murdered. And, and Morgue himself Morg is going to get, yeah, so. get cruise missile by yeah, some yeah. Mino bomb. <laughs> um, but the, the advantages of the TV system at, with the inducements at a lower level 
are really good. Yes. But when you are in the zone of more than one star player making the difference, it's just a... It's a bit insurmountable. Wizard sleeve moment. You've got, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to touch the sides. Um, and you're not going to do anything. So <clears throat> on top of that, if your TV difference is big, you're going to take a hooning. And you're going to suffer one, two, or three. Now, any game you can suffer a casualty. If you suffer a casualty, it's learning. And that's yes. interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm out. So uh, we mentioned Will, one of our local gamers. He's in, our first, he's in his first minor league. And bless him, he's doing really well with his, his, his Lizardman team. Um, and he's going to be pre-ordering as well. Which is quite cool. <laughs> nice, yeah. But he's had two games now where his, Saurus has, uh, where his Crocs has missed a game. Mm. And he's okay with it because it's part of the challenge and the story, which yeah. is really good. I imagine he'd want to quit if that was the the, the Crocs and three Saurus. Yeah. Uh, and that's the difference Yeah. Uh, between playing an equal team and, oh, they got lucky and they killed my guy. That's a story as to, oh, I lost a game completely and I lost a bunch of guys. So there are having that minor league takes the edge off, Definitely. I think. But the downside of it is that we have not registered hardly half of the games. Uh, so the minor league, I think we've played, I don't know, 30-something games? Mm. Uh, registered 30 games, 40 games all, so 10 of ours have been the big leagues. So those teams, or those players, who, or those coaches who only have one team, they do kind of lose out. That said, we have never had a situation at the club where we've not been able to give someone a game. No, no. And actually, I, on that point, I think half of it is because people have genuinely wanted to start new teams this time around. Which is interesting. And just And I think with seeing kind of new faces and stuff as well, people yeah. want to enable that. Yeah. And be able to give people a game. And we're going to have Lewis on next episode, but he's been a, an absolute sweetheart at just coming to the, the team with his major league and us saying, actually, we've got a new player. Can you run Dark Elves or yeah, Halflings? Yeah. And he's had a great time just yeah. running random teams and, and, having, and playing some Blood Bowl. Um, and actually, that's another thing for clubs to really consider is just having Spare. some stock teams yeah. that you can just get out and do an intro game with or even a league game and so that the player very, gets the benefit yeah. of levelling. We're very lucky with that. We've got some, thanks to you, and we've got well, some beautifully painted. So the humans, the orcs, you know, and we've got some spare teams that we can bring along any time to teach some people. And I think that's really important if you've got a club or a league and you want to bring these new players in. While you do lose traction on the big teams and the big names, you build your community, and yeah. I think that's more important. I th I think as well, what is important to remember is people are always going to go to a club, go to a league for different reasons. Yes. You know, um, and I think we're just at the place where we're more about, at the moment, building the community. Yeah. I know when we first started off, <laughs> like, I mean, I've, I've changed as well in kind of my outlook in, in you, the game. You've yo-yoed. I really have, because yeah. like, I came in and I was like, okay, humans, I want to get really good at them. And, you know, I was doing pretty competitively with you them. You did really well. Got, uh, won you, the first yeah, league, won, yeah. second in the next league. Yep. Uh, and then I thought, okay, it's time for a change of pace. I'll play some goblins. Exactly, and never really uh, got back up to the dizzy heights. I mean, the Amazons did pretty well. Amazons did really well. Yeah. I I think I pegged you out for the, yeah, line, yeah, the, for the finals. Yeah, the Skaven, yeah, yeah. Um, that but, was... Uh, that was due to our. That was due to our the way a league was structured that time. Yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. We it's kind of an evolving thing, and I think it is. It's always got to keep growing, and I'm sure uh, once we've kind of wrapped up the minor league, once we've finished the other bits and 
done all our playoffs, so we can have another discussion and say, well, what do we want to do? What next? works well? What can <coughs> we do next? Do we need to have another kind of bridge league between? So we're uh, going to run a short minor league up to Christmas. Yeah. Um, the Christmas Bowl, which is literally just going to be because we've had two or three new players who rock up who want to just start a league. Yeah. Actually, over a space of two months, we can get four games. I think it is either four or six games in. And we're done by Christmas, and that is it. And then we've got the new year to either choose to just go big into the big league with everybody and drag him along, or to then know actually, you know what, another minor league is what people want. And that's one thing I think I've learned is that having those smaller timescales, while it can mean that some players can't compete, it means that all players can compete. <laughs> you should coin that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Get a t-shirt. <clears throat> more phrasing, more better. TM. You did it. Yeah. Um, and I think having that shorter period will be interesting to see because it's easier to get there with the prize mm. and say, this is it. And, oh, you know, I missed out on the finals because I only got two games in. But I, I got two games in and then we're going to go into the next one anyway. So it's all right. That's the next experiment for us. Yeah. And I mean, on that, one thing we did decide to do with this league was uh, do away with the redrafting. Yes. And I think what that's been really good with is, again, like I said, players come for different reasons but also different frequencies yes so we have some players who are a little bit more seasonal perhaps they've got other yeah so i mean like dan and alex you know dan's got his bikes yeah uh, that he's often doing in the summer so he's not always making it alex has got this there. education thing oh yeah yeah <laughs> stay in school, school kids yeah. <laughs> uh where you know maybe he's coming once a month or it's or probably about like once that. a month yeah yeah for those guys but actually what what it means is you can still have a game you can still develop your team and then know that a few months later, having only played three games, you've got to redraft your team. Oh, it was awful. With, yeah, and it, was awful. it just wasn't really working for our, for our club makeup. Because these guys can now come whenever they can, and it matters. Yeah. We can include them, and what they do still matters, and it, but it doesn't matter that they're not there all the time. Yeah, exactly. And the other advantage is that the guys who can come every week, so us and you know, Rich and, and like the core players, they end up getting to run two teams in this yeah, minor league yeah. and they get to have a great time running those teams and building those franchises and everybody gets something out of it. But when we look at the situation, if we were to go forward and say, actually, guys, the, the minor league is gone now because we want just one pool of teams. <laughs> one thing um, we banded about before that I did wonder might, might, be, might be something we could look at is providing additional MVPs bigger team differences yeah, so an yeah. underdog bonus like a, yeah exactly which I think they do in Necromunda and some other stuff um, of that you know what if you're down 300 TV you get an extra MVP at the end and you get to re-roll your winnings because of actually yeah. your team gets so much exposure that the fans are like oh yeah maybe even you know looking at a fan factor boost because that's another thing where if a, a less developed team is playing a more developed team who are going to have loads of fan factor nine fan factor you've, suddenly you've they're lost getting that. every reroll you've lost that the sun, fame. aren't they so yeah, you've lost and that. throwing rocks at everyone and that's it it's every one of those that. results penalizes yeah, that team yeah. that loses it so a way of a way of somehow either equalizing or mm. at least giving a bit of a look in to yeah and i think an underdog bonus whether it is they get plus one fame for that match yeah anything um, like that and they get an extra mvp for every 300 that's down exactly yeah you know what? It might be a situation where I'm going to play that team that's 1,300 and I'm a million, but actually, at the end of it, I will get two two MVPs, so I'll build my team up quicker yeah. and maybe a fan factor boost with some money. It will make the risk better. That's the only thing I thought that might help new players 
want to take that jump or at least make that jump more palatable. Mm. Um, I don't know, have you thought, are there any other ideas you could think that would kind of take the edge off? No, I mean, yeah, I definitely like that because certainly one of the things I do in kind of other game systems I do, like Age of Sigmar, for example, yeah. is if I'm playing against an army which I know completely outmatches me on Warhammer TV, perhaps. Oh, so <laughs> that I was going to say, Ian played a guy called Terry with this tier one plus Nurgle list uh, on Warhammer TV, which was super cool to see it you was. I loved it. on there. Such a great experience. Um, that said, the entire game, I our entire group was watching <laughs> and it was awful. And Ian, yeah. oh, well, that said, I'm not sure you lost those games we played on Super 7s. No, well, no, well, we'll see, we'll yeah, see. It's interesting, but every other time you've been on camera. <laughs> yeah, I've not got a great history. It's been great. But anyway, as, as a bit of an, an aside there, yeah. So what I always try and do is, is kind of set, if I know that I'm not going to win that, is to kind of set my own victory conditions in my head. Absolutely. And so like, okay, I'm not going to win the kind of main game, but maybe I can kill that model. Whereas, and in Blood Bowl, I think you can do the same. I'm not going to win, but actually if I can get this guy a touchdown and this yep. guy a completion, um, I'm at the point where I could level them up. Exactly. And I get two MVPs, so I could chuck that in and that in. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think you've probably got that finding a minor victory from playing Goblins. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know, the goblin the goblin win conditions are a bit different. The stunty mantra. Yes, is uh, lose by one, it's a draw. Draw is a win. Well, I think if if you win, it's you've won the tournament. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, if you if you draw, it's a win. Yeah. And if you lose, it's a draw. Yeah, that's it. Um, and if you get stomped, then yes, yeah, a loss. Yeah, fair but enough. But you you're exactly right. It's <laughs> like oh, I was I was gonna I knew I was gonna lose, but I <laughs> held you to a draw. And so. It's tough when you get held to a draw by a stunty team. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe just kind of putting a few little um, enticements in there, like you say, extra MVPs, perhaps some kind of winnings bonus. Yeah. Uh, some things like that, which will help will mean a catch-up mechanic. Yeah. If if you know that your chances are pretty slim at actually winning, it gives you something else to focus on. Yeah. And means that you come to the club and you still have a positive experience. That's the important thing: positive experience and get something out of the game, yeah. especially for leagues. Um, and I think that covers all of my bullet points. Is there anything else you wanted to add on bringing new players into old leagues? Um, I think it's just um, a case of look around your clubs, uh, look at the people who you know, are really good at bringing new people in yeah. and actually introducing them to the game. Because it's not everyone's yeah. forte. Some people play hardball when they want to play hardball. And that's what they get out of it. That's it. Their the evenings are limited. Their time is a puzzle to solve. They yeah. come and they want to play for the win. Exactly. So I think, yeah, just have a chat amongst your local community and actually say who's happy yeah. to maybe spend a few sessions running kind of more basic intro games. And I think that I think those players naturally, you, you find them. Yeah. <clears throat> and, they'll, and they'll volunteer because there's nothing worse than giving a new player a really bad experience. Experience because yeah. it doesn't help anyone, does it? No. Um, my, <laughs> my final thought is that Blood Bowl 7s is a superb way mm. of a brand new player into Blood Bowl. Yes. Now, if you want to roll a regular league, they're going to have to play at least one practice game with the full Blood Bowl before you go into the league, I think. But if someone's never played Blood Bowl before, running that 7s game really gets them in. And we've, we've seen this with Will. We brought him in mm. and his first game with 7s, got to learn the mechanics, got to play a game. Mm. Um, the guys who come in and learn 
full blood bowl you tend to only get a half in yes yeah and um milton again who's been on the show and, and been on uh, the podcast he played a sevens game against nathan who to be fair plays 40k never played blood bowl before they got that game done nathan pulled off the win and now he's like ah oh, blood bowl's great <laughs> and it's not because of the win but you get to see the full game yes yeah. um and one thing I'd love to do more in our club is is those level ups. Advertise them a bit more, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like you pointed out right at the beginning of this topic. That's one of the most exciting things about yeah. Blood Bowl is developing that. And actually, I think I'm going to try and find a way to do a newsletter or something with players' skill ups. Yeah, so give a little see. profile. And that's it. Like, oh, Ian's got an edge for. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. What's his <laughs> name? You know, what's his stats? We could do that for player stats or something. That'd be cool. Just be cool. Good gypsy cool. I mean, as a final point. Yeah. Obviously, like I think what you said about Nathan, he's coming from a wargaming background. Yes. Now I think on the whole, I could be wrong, but most people who come into Blood Bowl, or most people who've come into our club, yeah, have come from another war game. Yeah. And have some experience of tabletop games. Yeah. But if that's not the case, if you're introducing someone who hasn't ever touched the kind of hobby at large, uh, or been into board games and that sort of thing, mm. you've always got in the core Blood Bowl box, if you look at the beginning, there's some yeah, little there training missions, yeah. which actually just take you through incredibly simply kind of what is moving, what is, and you're, and you're doing it with a couple of players at a time. Yeah, and actually, there's nothing wrong with that because you've got to kind of come and meet people at their level. Yeah, there are a couple of other great tools for that. One is there's plenty of learn to play Blood Bowl on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. The there's the the Blood Bowl game, Blood Bowl Two, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, DS, um, and iPad. Mm. We'll get you. We'll get those players caught up on the rules real quick. So we've got another guy, Sam, who's in our club. He's played a load of BB Two. He gets it. Yeah. And it's awesome. Um, no one really needed to teach him. It's just like, I need to learn how to play tabletop because there's this dice thing that just happens automatically. Yes, yeah. But actually, it. they're like, oh, I get it. That's what that does. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we're very lucky to have all that access to help get people over that basic. Um, but I still think sevens for the first game. <laughs> Superb. But that's because I love sevens at the moment. So that's cool. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Ian. That was good. Um, let's talk about our next topic now. So now we're just going to quickly talk about Tombstone Tournament. So we've got it coming up on the 26th of October and it's horror themed. Um, I know we've already said Ian can't make it, which is a shame. Yeah. We're still going to talk about what he could have won, <laughs> uh, or the team he could have run. But I'm not saying I would have won, but you know. <laughs> um, well, when we look at the team, well, I could have bought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a horror-themed team, which means only some of the ordinary teams can be taken, but they've kind of been replaced by some secret league and some mm. stunty league teams. Um, it's our first time banning some teams so it'll be interesting to see how that affects attendance that said we've already got eight people signed up which is really really cool so ian would you bring up the team list please absolutely it's the one at the end i think yeah, there we go okay cool so regular teams allowed we've got chaos chaos dwarves chaos renegades nurgle corn so all the chaos scary people camry necro Undead and vampire, and all the undead people. So we've got demons, and we've got dead. 
which I think is very horrible. Uh, exactly, yeah. And there can be some arguments made for some of the other teams, but Rich in particular wanted to make sure this was as horror-themed as possible. That said, we will pay attention, and if we run it again next year, we might just open it up. Yeah. But the real juice is the <laughs> Secret League and Stunty League teams. So on our website, on boneheadpodcast.com, we've got the Tombstone Tournament page, and in there is, is the rules pack, and in the rules pack are the links to these teams, which are very, very cool. So the Secret League teams, we've got Blood Dragons, Demons of Corn, Demons of Malal, Demons of Nurgle, Demons of Slanesh, and the Demons of Zeech teams. We've got the Ethereal team, which is all ghosts, which is a really mm. cool build. Uh, we've got Kar Sabar, Larmian, Liberas, Marak, Necrarch, Numas, Resetra, Strigoi, Undead Pirates, Von Karstein, the Ware team, and Zandri. So there's about six undead skeleton teams. Yeah, yeah really cool, like different themes, slightly different takes on undead as well. Yeah, there? some of them are garbage. Uh, it's really, <laughs> yeah. it's really interesting. One in particular, um, and that's the Casa Bar. is is just the most tier three team you've seen outside of a stunty. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, and the stunt. Talking of stunty, there's a couple of um, well, three stunty league teams that we want involved as well. Chaos Halflings. Come on, it's just Chaos Halflings. It's so great. cool. It's so cool. The Nurglings team, which I know is the one you were interested in taking. Well, it's oh. a toss-up between Nurglings and uh, Demons of Nurgle. Ah, so. Okay, cool. But I do have a lot of Nurglings. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> and the Horrors of Zinch team, which is very cool. Everybody's got throw teammate, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be interesting to That's see so cool. if anyone goes for that one. We did a tiering, and the tiering is based on the win percentage, which lines up with what the original tiers were. can't remember what it was. I think it was... Anything worse than 40 or 45 was tier 3, mm. and anything 50 or above was tier 1. So we start with the normal tiers for the normal teams. The Secret League, um, only Undead Pirates and Casa Bar are tier 3, and the Stunty League teams are just tier 3 all day long anyway. There's some cool tier 1 teams in there. Um, in fact, there's just some jolly cool teams there in, in general. Mm. I remember actually the, the Demons of Slanesh. Ooh. They've got... A lot going for them actually. It's a very cool team, very cool build. So check that out definitely. And um, there's some pictures somewhere on the Blood Bowl community of a guy who used the actual <laughs> yeah. new demon of Slanesh, Greater Demon, yes. on a Blood Bowl <laughs> in a Blood Bowl team, and it looks amazing. I'll see if I can't find the picture and chuck it up on the screen um, because it's a very <laughs> cool team, very cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the build and some of the tournament rules. Then we're just going to have a few example teams, um, or at least example team lists. So, one of the things is that there's a custom weather table and a custom kickoff table. Wanted to make this dripping in horror, possibly <laughs> at the expense of balance, but we've done what we can. Um, Ian, I know you had a quick look. Was there anyone in particular you wanted to mention? Cause we're yeah. Not, we're not going to read the whole thing. No, 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 but we thought we'd just talk about a few highlights. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, on the kickoff table, one that caught my eye was uh, 2d6, number 6, Terrifying Presence which uh, is basically where you roll off, you're adding your cheerleaders and your fame. Okay. And the winner gets to choose either their team or the opponent's team and basically retreat the whole team Ooh. one space back. That's cool. It's actually really strong. So that's the, so the, so that's the winning team. So it can be on defense or offense. Uh, exactly. So if you are on defense... Being able to move everyone back from the line of scrimmage as if they were pushed. Yeah. So presumably you can go into either of the three normal push squares 
directly back towards the line, uh, or is it straight? One back? square directly. Directly. Okay, so just the uh, the center. But it stretches that pitch. Yeah. So it can protect your players, but also it can make them a whole movement square extra to the end zone, which could be game changing. But also, it's it's. I like the theme of that one. It's. Even though everyone else is scary, these guys are even more scary and they just had to back away, yeah. which is quite cool. <laughs> um, Ghostly Winds, I think, is one of my favourites. So would you have a quick read of that one? So yep, so uh, Ghostly Winds, a haunted wind, spears its way through the stadium, pushing players and the ball alike. Roll 1d8 for direction, then move all players and the ball one square in that direction as if by a push result. So I like that one because <laughs> it's very similar to Flush Floods, which is the one we had at Sewer Bowl 7s yes. in that everybody just got moved and it really can affect the game. Now in 7s, because there's only 7 guys, we had it so that everybody randomly got de-8ed and they went in different directions and it could mess up or really benefit you. Mm. On this, everybody gets moved by a wind and it's a rule that we're going to be using at Beachhead as well. Yeah. Um, because it is really quite interesting. So on that on that point, yeah, it, it says as if by a push. Yes. So if you are unlucky enough to have your player on the side of a pitch, yeah, on the touchline. Oh yeah, good you are gonna you are gonna get pushed yeah, off. Yeah. So yeah, as well as watching out for frenzy trap, watch out for that. And at Beachhead, it is a it's both coaches roll a d8, Ooh. and it's both effects because you're playing on cliff tops in Beachhead. So super windy. The cliff tops of Albion. So you've got to be real careful that if that result comes up off we go <laughs> uh, so it could be quite cool it, it worked really well at um, Sewer Bowl yeah. um, and it was really fun to have it's that fun. shake up I think anyth anything that kind of uh, disturbs your planning is, uh, is good fun yeah <laughs> but you know it can happen yes. so you can balance it out um, any more on there that took your fancy um, well, I think of Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> uh, obviously a good one Max Spleen Ripper decides to um, pop Jump into the game and, and have a crack at a shred few someone yeah <laughs> Full Moon Curse is quite cool. Uh, da, 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 one player on each team chose at a random are affected by the Full Moon Curse and receive Frenzy and Claws for the remainder of the drive. Yeah. That's quite... That, is, that could be interesting. It's nasty. Um, but we try to write these in such a way that they don't over-benefit one player compared to the other. Yeah. As we've seen, um, we've seen other tournaments do some horrible things like and they lose a re-roll and stuff like that and it can be a bit punishing <laughs> uh, we want to punish everybody really. yes exactly uh, yeah. everybody equal in and hopefully they have a fun but horrible time <laughs> uh, we're not going to touch on the weather but it's, it's more of the same yeah. so it could be a bit complicated <laughs> but I think it'll still be really fun yeah absolutely gutted to miss that one so show, back, back to the show notes for me Cheers. so the build so before we go into the team's that we want to talk about. Um, it's 1.1 million, pretty standard for tournaments. Mm. Uh, the skill packages are quite simplified. Three tiers listed on the page, they're even color coded. Um, tier one gets three skills in up to one double. Tier two gets four skills up to one double and tier three gets five skills up to two of those can be doubles. So you can still run your, you know, your stunty team and you can give some big guys some bits and block mm. and things like that. So not too disparate. Um, the idea is we wanted to keep the skills quite simple because the teams are not. Yeah. So you kind of have a trade-off where if you run in a really close-knit bunch of teams that everyone knows, you can go fun with the skills. Like the World Cup, mm. they've gone real heavy with skills. But if you're running something like Bonehead Bowl, which was our mixed team, we stuck with four skills across everybody and actually it limited it 
you still got some fun builds, but it was not too complicated to understand what was going on. Yeah, and, and I think where there's going to be so many new and unknown teams, yeah. limiting that a little bit is, is a it's, good idea. It's quite beneficial. Yeah. Uh, but you still get to build some fun stuff. Talking of fun stuff, we've picked out a couple of teams mm. to talk through, or a bit more than a couple because there's too many to choose. <laughs> there's too many good ones. Um, Ian, could you bring up the Chaos Halflings? We'll start with that. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was the team I was planning on running, and I might still. It depends on how my vampires come along. Because I've got that Halfling team that hopefully you guys have seen on 7 Super Series, which are Halflings with Chaos Heads, and they just look really great. And I was like, that could be fun. These guys have got 0-16 Halflings, 5-2-3-6, Dodge, Stunty, Right Stuff. But instead of costing 30k, they are 35k because they get <laughs> mutations on singles. Yeah, you don't often see that 5k in there. No, it's the Stunty League. The Stunty League has got 5k increments, whether uh, it's stars okay. or positionals. Um, there's a couple of funky rules in there, so you'll see your secret weapon in a minute when we come to it. Yes, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. But they get mutations on a regular so you can have a <laughs> chaos halfling with two heads oh i reckon yeah having That's having some prehensile halfling <laughs> yeah <laughs> so people can't dodge away just, yeah um but two-headed halfling yeah. dodging everywhere on a two plus really cool that's quite that's quite good that's or fun. you know horns <laughs> blitzing strength three halfling for the win yeah um so they've got those positionals they've got two chaos spawn up to two so five five two eight so what's that? That's a slightly less armoured Ogre, isn't it? Yeah. Five five two eight. They are 140k each. Loner, Wild Animal, Frenzy Horns, Mighty Blow, Thick Skull. So at that point, it's a minor tool. It's a funny one though because it's also, as you can see, through teammate. Yeah. But always hungry. always hungry. So it's also part troll. Yeah. With the regeneration. And trick. it's got regen to keep it in the game. So they're 140. So it's <laughs> it's a really interesting positional. Mm. Wild animal though, throw teammate, always hungry. These guys are rubbish at throw teammate. Because <laughs> to do a throw action, you can't declare a blitz. So it's going to be a four plus with wild animal. Yeah, oh yeah. And then they might eat them. But you get two. So yeah. It's quite interesting. You, yeah, you do get two, but obviously if you fail the one, that's your action gone, isn't it? Exactly. So <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting team. Yeah. We've got one head carver, which is five, two, three, six, right stuff, dodge, no stunty. So he can be thrown mm. and he gets gem rule on a single. But at 60k, it's quite expensive and you can get one. And I think it's really just to have that one player that can take block on a regular who is slightly tougher. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I'm not so sure, but the carvers are where the fun for, is. Yeah, for 60k as well. 60k, yeah. Mm. It's, it's not, not, not that great. No. But the Carver, 0 to 2, 5, 2, 3, 6. Dodge, right stuff. No stunty, again, which is cool, but we have a chainsaw. Great. So 70k, you can have up to two chainsaws on the team. And like Ian said, they've got secret weapon. They've got secret weapon 7 plus. So these teams that are from the Stunty League, they use the, gosh, I don't know, third or fourth edition Blood Bowl rules, which was where se different secret weapons were rated differently. Yeah, okay. So like a punch dagger. So if they're more subtle, yeah, not going to yeah. get caught as easy. So at the end of a drive, <laughs> when someone would normally get sent off, the other coach just has to roll 2d6 and get equal to or over that. Okay. So at the end of 
you know, any drive, these carvers are going to get sent off on a 7 plus on 2d6, which is 54%. You've got pretty good odds of staying on them, oh, really. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, this team is designed for stunty league, so it's stunty on stunty action, where everyone's armor 6 and straight 2, you know, <laughs> so. Chainsaw, so. Chainsaw, 4 plus, so. yeah. 3 plus even. Now, the cool thing about the stunty league teams is they come with about 5 or 6 or 7 stunty league star players, which is where the build comes in. So. Mm. My build, at the moment for Chaos Halflings, I think I'm only running one Chaos Spawn, but I'm running Thunder, Snout, Gris uh, Thunder Shout Gristle Nasher. <laughs> Say that after a few. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thunder I, I talked about him, actually, a couple of episodes ago. 5629. Loner, Bonehead, Fixed Skull, Multiple Block, Mighty Blow, Throw Teammate, Stand Firm, Always Hungry. So he's always hungry as well. Yeah. But you get that Throw Teammate with a Bonehead. Yeah. But also strength six, mighty block, uh, multiple. Well, mighty block, yeah, multiple block with mighty well, block. Yeah, and against stunty teams. Yeah, that are only obviously getting the plus two on the multiple block. Yeah, against his strength six, he's gonna. He's a beast. But even against regular teams with strength three, you're still getting two two die blocks. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, which could be you chuck him on the line, punch, punch. Hopefully, make that difference. And if you need a throw teammate, you've got a slightly better odds than the chaos spawn. Um, there's a few other cool players, and one of them is called Mincemeat the Mad Butcher, and he's the one we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Yeah. Because it's a very cool start <laughs> So Chaos Halflings was, uh, was, is probably my leading team at the moment. I know you're not going to be able to make the tournament, Ian, but no, you started building not. one, didn't you? Yes, yeah. And we'll talk through that now. So yeah, I have started building a Demons of Nurgle team. Which is all sweaty, nurgling, demon... Yeah. Horribleness. <laughs> I sort of not content with my uh, my mortal Nurgle team. I decided to bring in some demonic reinforcements. Oh, but they go well, so well together. I know, yeah. And I'm going to be able to use quite a lot of the same kind of painting techniques. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so whilst I'm in the groove of painting disgusting <laughs> things, I may as well. If uh, you're painting one team, you it. might as well paint two. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, these are just such a characterful team. So your your not to sixteen option is Nurglings. Yeah, 20k, 5, 1, 2, 6. They've got the kind of usual right stuff, titchy, stunty. Uh, Nurgle's Rot and Foul Appearance and Dodge. But this big is, one for them. This is so good. <laughs> they, they come with Guard. So these guys are 20k. They're Strength 1. They're Ranch 2. And they're Armor 6. So they are garbage. They're titchy. <laughs> so they're dodging around on a 3 plus everywhere, which is cool. They've got foul appearance, so they you have to roll a two plus to punch them. Yeah, and they've got dodge, so if you do punch them, they're they're slightly more likely. But they gang up, <laughs> so you've so got fun. like ten of these guys, and they're just getting plus one, plus one, plus one, and you're being run over by a bunch of nerglings, um, <laughs> with with you know a bunch of strength four blocks. If you get ganged up on, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah, and obviously uh, then the next. Uh, positional who they're going to be really good at supporting. Nought to six as well. Nought to six is the plague bearers who aren't too dissimilar from, say, Saurus in in some regards, in that they've got strength four, but and you can get six of them. Oh, these are aren't they? They look like bloaters. So they've got five, four, two, nine. Yeah, uh, thick skin, uh, thick skull. Sorry, although I imagine their skin is a little <laughs> bit kind of rubbery as well. I imagine their skulls that hard. <laughs> <laughs> thick skull regenerate. Foul appearance, disturbing presence, Nurgle's rot. So yeah, you are right there. Very similar to bloaters, but they've also got that thick skull as well. 
So do bloaters have regenerate as well? Yep. Oh, they do. So they are. They've just got that fixed skill upgrade. Uh, movement five. I don't. I think the the Nurgle yeah, Warriors bloaters, are movement four. Bloaters are only four. Yeah. So for twenty k more, you get regen and an extra movement, and you can have up to six. Yeah, and I mean, just imagine having them with the Nurgling guard support. A couple of Nurglings on there. It's quite formidable, I reckon. They're basically strength six. Yeah. So in this tournament, the Demons of Nurgle team, I think, was tier two. Mm. So you would get four skills. One of them could be a double. That means you can have four Plague Bearers with block and a couple of fun skills chucked on there, maybe reserved for the big guy that we'll get to in a minute. But four blocking guys with armor nine and then, you know... A, <laughs> then these guard minions surrounding him, that's such a fun team. Yeah, it's great. Have you got the Plague Bearers for this? Yeah, I've got the Plague Bearers. You've got them? Yeah, I've got six of them. Oh, sweet. Uh, I think I've got eight or so Nurglings. Yeah. And then the next step is just looking at what I can use for this next uh, player, which is the Great Unclean one. So 0 to 1 for this. So yeah, 200k. His stats are 3, 6, 1, 10. So a fast Treeman. It's yeah. a treatment with move three, but basically. But that, that AV10 is huge. It is. It's massive. And I bet he's got regenerate as well. Yeah, I mean, look at these skills. He's got loner, bonehead. Okay. So, fine. Uh, regeneration, thick skull, disturbing presence, foul appearance, all pretty nurgly stuff. Mighty blow, nurgle's rot, stand firm, monstrous mouth. Monstrous mouth. And, and this is the great one. Throw teammate. <laughs> so the great unclean one, despite being an absolute powerhouse himself can throw those nurglings around <laughs> which is awesome monstrous mouth is interesting it's the protection of sure hands without the reroll so strip ball doesn't do anything against them yeah that's great it's, i mean it's a flavorful one he's never unless you kind of intercept get that lucky intercept or touch back touch back yeah you don't massively want him to have the ball with that movement three and bonehead. But, uh, <laughs> no, definitely not. But they're uh, not going to stop Being him. able to throw Nurglings is, is so cool. And you know what? One guard Nurgling, strength seven. You're getting three die block on, um, on most normal players. Yeah, yeah. Only can stake strength skills on normal. But you know what skill he'd be great with? Multiple block. Yeah. Multiple block... With those Nurglings who've got come yeah, with integral because you guard. apply that afterwards, don't you? So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, I'm blocking twice at strength four, but i got two guards there, so I'm actually back up to strength six. And, you know, it's just, just brutal. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they do have an agility problem, this team. They've only got to add two everywhere. Yeah. So you kind of want to give a Plague Bearer sure hands, I reckon. Yeah, or something that's going to... Because that's another interesting thing that seems to be a bit of a missing thing is that they don't have mutation access either. No, they don't actually. That's um, quite interesting. Which you'd maybe expect, but I suppose um, as they're kind of... Uh, They've already got Apparitions enough. of the warp. They've yeah. kind of got enough gifts from... Uh, they're already soggy. From Grandpappy. Yeah. It's still quite cool. <laughs> Reroll 70 and star players are just straight straight chaos for that. That's such a cool build. Yeah, I love that team. Um, did you budget for a Lankley one in your build or were you not sure? I've played around with quite a few, but actually, I think just a really good Plague Bearer Nurgling combo. I think you're right. Is pretty good because I think the Great Unclean one is very characterful. So I will get one for the team. Yeah. Uh, but in a tournament setting, I'm not sure he's going to really pull his considerable I, weight. I think a Great Unclean one model would be just one of the Nurgling swarms. Yeah, the stack of Nurglings. The stack yeah. of Nurglings could be cool for that. That'd model. be cool. <laughs> preferably throwing one of them and you know what at a 1.1 million build you just get five free nurglings 
So you could probably build a pretty big team with that. Yeah, that's you have very a big cool. bench which you'd need. Yeah. with the with those stats. That's very cool. <laughs> so we're going to talk about one more team, and this is the runner-up, or at least the other team I'm building. And I'm not sure what to go with. Blood Dragon team. So it's it's a vampire team, but the Blood Dragon bloodline were warriors. So the, these guys were they were slaughterhouses and yeah, whatever. they're the kind of martial yeah. discipline. But they are heavy plate armor. So they've got naught to sixteen thralls, forty k, six three three seven thrall, standard guys. They can also take up to four zombies, forty k, four three two eight regenerate. The idea being is actually you buy two or three of those, you chuck them on the line, they just take those punches. So yeah, once they've sucked the thralls dry, they, they bring them back as zombies. As zombies. <laughs> and put them on the line. But the cool thing about this build is you get 0-2 Graveguard, which are whites, basically. Mm. They're slower than whites, but you know, 80k, 5-3-2-9 regenerate blocks. So you, you do get two armor 9 blockers. Mm. And then up to six Blood Dragon Vampires, who are a 100k, movement 6, and no, movement six are strength four, agility three, armor nine. So you're normal vampire, but they've lost an edge, gained that armor. Yes. Makes sense. And the, the, they go into the detail of how this team was built and why they were built that way. It's like, they're not any less agile than vampires, they're just wearing heavy plate, which is fair enough. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. But they come with regenerate, normal, hypnogaze, which is gonna be less effective with edge three. So it's only working on a four plus. Bloodlust, standard for vampires, but they come with Mighty Blow. Mm. Strength 4, Armor 9, Mighty Blow, and then as a tournament, you, you can chuck a couple of block and you get a couple of Strength 4, Movement 6, Mighty Blow block guys. It, it, that's what was tempting. And you've got those couple of slow blitzers to support. Um, it just seemed like a really interesting build. Yeah. Uh, they get standard vampire stars, but I don't think you're looking to take star players in this build. You're just no, looking to take three vampires, because you need to have those thralls in there. And you, it's a vampire team with four positionals. That's what I found interesting. Yeah. Because all the other vampire teams really only have two, maybe three, um, with some of the other ones. Like Larmians basically get human players, which is quite cool. But the Blood Dragon vampires take the idea of taking three guys with Mighty Blow block and then having a horde of other minions to swarm it up is, is quite cool. Um, so I built some models. <laughs> <laughs> I built some models for that. What do you reckon to that team? Yeah, it's really fun. I, I like it. Um, I, I kind of flip-flopped on my thoughts about the loss of the agility. But as someone who's kind of played a lot of humans, you get around it, don't you? You do. Uh, what, agility you... 3 is not bad. So one thing I've seen from doing seven super series is we've got a chaos team in there and they've got no re-rolls and no ball handling skills and they win games. Mm. And you know what? You've got the players, you've got the strength, you've got removal, but you, you know you know what's also quite good? A strength four blocking armor nine ball carrier? Because, With mighty blow. <laughs> yeah, is the, actually it takes a lot to, to blitz that. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll do quite well. I don't think they will be a powerhouse. I don't think they are. They are rated as tier one, but that's for league play. Tournaments, I don't think... Yeah. There's nothing there that makes you think, man, these guys are unstoppable. But I do think they would be competitive and they would give a different game, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I, I'm guessing they're very dependent on the skill-ups you, you give them. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you can do some great things with those Blood Dragons. Yeah, and as in a league, you build them up. Yeah, so I can see where in a league setting... They'd be better. They, yeah, they can kind of get over that 
loss of agility pretty quickly with the right skills. Yeah, and then the dream is just a single edge up. <laughs> so those are three of the, I don't know, 20 extra teams that you can run in Tombstone Tournament. Um, so if you're able to come and you fancy it, we're in pool Saturday the 26th of October. Everything you need to know is on our website, boneheadpodcast.com, in tournaments, Tombstone Tournament 1. Um, it should be a really fun event, and there's a lot of guys looking forward to it already. Um, you get a chance to bring some evil teams <laughs> or build your own, and it should be a really good event. Ian, just pop to the show notes and make sure we've covered everything we wanted to cover in that topic. Okay. And, uh, briefly wanted to touch on the meta, but we simply don't know what it's going to be. No, I, I mean, initial impression would be that the known teams on the whole will do better. Yeah. You know, like you've got your chaos in there. Yeah, I think chaos will be quite strong. Uh, and people know yeah. how to use them. Necro well. are doing really well everywhere at the moment. Yeah. Um, but they're tier, I don't know if they're tier one or tier two. I think they're tier two still. Yeah, Necro are tier two. two. So they still get that extra skill. And the only tier one teams are Chaos Dwarves and Undead, classic Undead, Mm. as well as some of the fancy Secret League, including the Demonettes of Slanesh, which you mentioned, and the Blood Dragons, and the Ethereal team, which we've covered in a previous episode. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, Chaos could come undone if they run into some of those um, Chaos Halfling Chainsaws, for example. And, you know, things happen. I, I just think it will be a good, fun day where people get to play some different teams <laughs> and some different games. Um, yeah, fantastic. Right, if we've covered everything there, then we'll move on to our star player. Right, our star player, who is eligible for a couple of Stunty League teams, but for Tombstone, he's eligible for the Chaos Halflings, and he fits with them just right. It is Mincemeat the Mad Butcher. So this mighty, mighty dude is a halfling chef that's just lost his mind. And it, right, so he's designed for the Stunty League. Stunty League, <laughs> Stunty League is a fumble derivative of Blood Bowl where it's just a bunch of teams with strength one, strength two players. It's like, if you like playing Stunty, you will love the Stunty League. Yeah, I love some of the teams in there. Like you've got the kind of Fae teams, you've got... The Fae team's cool, but the Squig team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I ran a... They're very whimsy. It's a very whimsy league. Oh, it's fun. Great set of it's teams. so fun. Really good. Yeah. Um, so he's designed for that, that, that environment. <laughs> but in Tombstone, you can run him in a normal environment, which will be interesting. So he mm. is uh, 80,000, 5236, so standard halfling, uh, loner, dodge, right stuff. So again, yeah, what you expect from a from a halfling star player, and he's 80k, but he comes with stab and multiple block. Yeah, that's great fun. So in a stunty environment, you deploy him on the line, and he just has two cracks at rolling basically a seven or an eight on two d six. Yeah, yeah. The odds are you're going to get one of them, maybe two, and it's just <laughs> so fun. And he's only 80k, and there's no secret weapon. No, it's brilliant. Which is the best bit, is that if he doesn't die, because there's a good likelihood he will die, (laughs) um, you can still risk having him on the line. And because he's got multiple block with stab, that strength bonus, which you mentioned earlier, just doesn't happen. No, no. So he's just stab, stab. Um, (laughs) Now, in in the Stunty League environment, I think that's great and rich has played you with his... Um, yeah, Forest Goblins. Forest Goblin team with the stickers. Yeah. And I don't know if they've got multiple block or... They don't have multiple block, they've all got stab. 
Uh, oh, yeah, you played him with your goblins. Yeah, I think I think what was it his first <laughs> his first stab was against one of my trolls. Took it out. Oh my gosh! So, great turn one. That is brutal. No troll. Uh, so yeah, that was so. But I think it's one of those things where it's all about just rolling the dice. And the more that you can roll the dice, the more that something is just going to come off. What was it that the manager of Games Workshop used to call it in Southampton? It's the law of more. The law of more, <laughs> which is basically every orcs so, yeah, play. Anyone, yeah, anyone who plays orcs is familiar with that one. Um, multi, multi block and stab. I mean, you got him on the line, and even if there's two. AV7, AV8 players. Still worth You've got pump. a decent enough chance of downing <laughs> one of them. Or he just pulls it off and just gets, Yeah, gets just goes for it. <laughs> now, 80k is not a lot in a 1.1 million team build. Nope. Um, I think he's cheaper than a, than a Dark Elf Assassin. I think they're about the same price. Um, so, that is cool. A multi-block stab is something that we will probably see at Tombstone <laughs> uh, with the Ethereal build, where they're Wraiths, mm. Banshees, Wraiths. Somebody has stab. And um, there's at least one coach that's planning on giving at least one multiple block on it, which it, again is going to be really fun. So for 80k, he could give that team that just uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, what's happened? Oh, my line it's, it's a chance, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's just having that. Now, he's strength two, but he does have dodge. So there is a chance he can survive. I mean, yeah, in, in all likelihood, he's likely to pull that trick off once and then, and then go down. Yeah. But, you know, if you get one of those players down and another one can come in and blitz the other one out the way, <laughs> And you can protect him. I don't think he will. I don't think he can play for that Nurgle team. Um, but having <laughs> all those guard Nurglings that around would be, so would, cool. would be would be awesome. That'd be brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's our star player. I'm hoping to take him to Tombstone unless I give up and go with the vampires. But um, it's such a good modelling opportunity as mm -hmm. well. Lovely. That wraps it up for everything we want to talk about today. So, Ian, thank you so much. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. For, for joining us tonight. <laughs> and, and um, no, it's been good fun. And um, hopefully we'll have you back yeah, on the next episode. Yeah, hope to be back on soon, yeah. Uh, wonderful. Guys, thank you very much for listening, for joining us, for watching, if you've uh, watched it on YouTube. And um, come back next week where we will have Lewis with us to talk about lizards. Ooh. Yeah, so it should be good. Thanks very much for supporting the show. And um, we will catch you next time. Cheers.